Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Dan Takaki, joined here with my co-host, girlfriend, partner, the Sally to my Linus, Kara Zalaya. It's me! If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal, it is only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That's correct. We love Christmas, and we love Christmas movies, so we're here to talk about some of our favorites for no other reason than to have a good time. So let's get into it. Dear Kara, what are we watching this week? This week, we are watching the 1965 TV special, A Charlie Brown Christmas, Ooh. starring Linus, Lucy, Sally, Snoopy, and of course, Charlie Brown as the titular Charlie Brown. The one and the only Charlie Brown, the saddest boy in all of the world. Oh, he's so sweet. He's sweet, but he's sad. He's sad. He's, just, he's the original sad boy. Yeah, I mean... He only has one little hair, and that's how you know he's sad. Between him and Eeyore, it's a real... A real... It's a real competition. Yeah. This is a movie I've seen like probably a dozen and a half times, but you at least didn't remember seeing this movie. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what you thought this movie was supposed to be about? Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize going into it that it was a very brief TV special. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be like a 90-minute like feature. A, like a whole production? Yeah. Or at least something like the claymation ones that we've been watching where Mm -hmm. you know it's like 50 minutes or something or like there's a little bit more going on yeah so i mean obviously i'm very versed in the peanuts universe Mm -hmm. just through culture and i was actually just talking to my brother about the fact that i saw bon voyage charlie brown sure which includes like snoopy getting drunk (laughs) off of root beer and things like that and I i very much loved that one as a kid but this one i didn't super remember What I thought it was about is kind of what happens, but Mm -hmm. kind of not. I thought that maybe Charlie Brown was convinced that people weren't into the Christmas spirit enough. Sure. And he would not get cast in like the nativity play or he Mm. would, but people would feel bad. And so they would try to make it up to Charlie Brown. Gotcha. And I figured that Snoopy would get into some rambunctiousness and not to give away my notes, but not enough Snoopy. Yeah, he's not in this a ton. But, I mean, nobody's in this a ton, to be fair. That's very fair. Yeah. How about you? You've seen this several times, right? I've seen this movie, like I said, dozens of times, either at school or, like, at home or just, like, randomly on TV, you know? It just feels like one of those movies that just, like, pops up around Christmas, and I'm like, all right, well, it's on. Yeah. I mean, as soon as it started, you and I both were like, the serotonin is hitting. I know, truly. It's it's really an iconic, even though it's only 25 minutes, film movie, because the score for this from the, oh. the Vince Guaraldi trio is just... It's, to me, the Christmas album. That's the one that feels like Christmas to me, is Linus and Lucy. Just... Yeah, it's like you hear it, and it's like, all right, yeah. It's the season. It's the season. Schroeder's playing the piano, and we're ready to go. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what this movie was about? in our 30-minute podcast in which we are covering a 25-minute film. I would be glad to do that. It's Christmas in Peanutsville. I never remember what the town that Charlie Brown lives in. I confuse it often with where Calvin and Hobbes live in, which is just like vaguely Ohio. Yeah, I mean, it's it's somewhere in the Midwest where it's snowing in the winter, or could be the Northeast or the Northwest. Could be Alaska. We don't know. Could be Alaska. I could have Googled it, but I didn't. Nah, it's okay, though. So Charlie Brown is feeling a little down because he doesn't really feel the holiday spirit. He hasn't been listening to 12 Days Pod. He hasn't been rating or subscribing or posting about it on his social media being like, that Dan and Kara, by God, 
they just put me in the holiday spirit. Yeah, he really hasn't been. He's trying to get into the spirit, but he just can't. He feels that Christmas has become too too commercialized, too rigid, too away from the root of what Christmas is supposed to be about. But he can't really pinpoint what Christmas is supposed to be about. Mm -hmm. To him, it's just like a feeling, and he's just not feeling that feeling, and he can't really put it into words. Yeah. He's upset that his friends aren't feeling the seasonal vibes. Snoopy's entering a decorating contest to decorate his home. Yeah. And that bothers him for some reason. He's like, even my own dog is given into the commercialization of Christmas. Everybody's asking for too many things, too many presents. His sister Sally comes up to him and is like, I need you to write my letter to Santa for me. I want this and this and this. And he's like, good grief. Mm-mm. There's all sorts of like aluminum Christmas trees and stuff. And he, he doesn't like it. He's no. just, he's feeling down. And so we all have our role in the revolution and Charlie's just listing his. Yeah, he truly is. He tries to ask Linus for help, and Linus is like, get over it, Charlie Brown. <laughs> like all good friends say when you're feeling down, get over it. <laughs> so he goes to talk to his good friend and therapist, Lucy. Yes, our hero. Our hero, Lucy. And he starts to tell her all these things, and Lucy's like, you need involvement. You mm. need to be out there and get active. I know you can direct the school Christmas play. And he goes, me? A director? Sure. So they walk over to the school Christmas play. And Charlie Brown immediately is like, all right, all right. Here's your places and here's your roles. This is what we're going to do. We're going to run a tight ship around here. And everybody's like, nah. They're just already dancing. And Schroeder's playing the piano. Snoopy and everyone's dancing. They're doing the quintessential Peanuts dancing where you're waving your arms, your head's bobbing. you know. And everybody's like, whatever. And so they get assigned their roles for the, the nativity play, as you mentioned. Is it the nativity play? I think it is because okay. two of the people get cast as mary and joseph right yeah so they start to rehearse the play and no one is taking it seriously everyone's just goofing around and charlie brown is like all right all right get it together everyone and and everyone's and, bullying him being like charlie brown yeah, you're these, a terrible director they're these two extremely mean girls who i don't know their names who are just like there's all these rogue peanuts that we get no character development and a lot of lip yeah they're just like, whatever, Charlie Brown, you're nothing but a boring old peanut. And he's Harsh. like, ah, no one is taking it seriously. So Lucy's like, you need to raise morale around here, Charlie Brown. You need to remind people that it's Christmas. And she says, I know you can go get the school Christmas tree. And so he and Linus leave during the middle of this play rehearsal to go get a Christmas tree. And they wander across town into the Christmas tree park. And everything is like these aluminum metal trees. They're shiny and Pink, glitzy. glamorous. And he doesn't like them. Linus like knocks on one and it makes like a hollow metal sound. And they're like, this is rough. <laughs> and I know what we'll do. And then Charlie Brown finds. <laughs> we'll pick up a branch. <laughs> the smallest, <laughs> the smallest, most weak tree you've ever seen. As everyone's seen. You know, it's the iconic Charlie Brown tree. Yeah. He picks it up. It's maybe like a foot tall. The needles are falling off and he carries it back to the school play. And he puts it on top of the piano and everybody's like, what is this? This is nothing. This is horrible, Charlie Brown. You're terrible. And Charlie Brown's like, I give up. Doesn't anybody know what Christmas is all about? And then Linus goes, I do. Lights, please. And then he gives a monologue about the story of Jesus being born. Oh. Yeah. And I guess that's the meaning of Christmas is Jesus being born. Mm. And then Charlie Brown is immediately like, oh, I got the feeling back. And so he takes the tree, leaves the rehearsal. And he's like happy. And he's like, I'm going to go take care of this tree. And everybody's like, hmm? And they follow him back. And so he goes back to his house and plucks a plucks a bulb off of 
Snoopy's house and decorates his tree with one little bulb and it falls over. And Charlie Brown's like, I can't do anything right. And so he leaves. And then I was about to go, oh, bother. No, he says, good grief. <laughs> Arg. Ah, yeah, there's a lot of. Arg. And then the rest of the gang comes and they fix the tree and they start caroling. And Charlie Brown comes out and he's like, you've make you fixed the Christmas tree. And they make it look like an actual Christmas tree somehow. Sure. And then they sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And that's the end of the movie. And yeah. everyone's feeling Christmassy. It's good. That's it. That's, Tight 25. That's the movie, gang. Everybody. I loved it. We did it. Are you ready for my notes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? I have a lot of notes. Oh, great. It, it's not necessarily that I have a lot of notes about this particular Christmassy Peanuts special. Sure. There's not much you can fault with it. No, I love it. It's perfect. It's good. I mean, it's it's this is definitely the childhood one that I grew up with, mm-hmm. even though I don't remember particularly watching this. Sure. Peanuts just feels to me like my childhood mm-hmm. in the way that the claymations doesn't for me specifically. I think I was born a little too late for that. that and makes I sense. just caught the cusp of Peanuts. Peanuts, yeah. I mean, I. Wow, this is... I used to read the Peanuts comics in the newspaper. Yeah, I did too. In the Chicago Tribune. I read it on the Sun Sentinel. Yeah, so that's a thing that that we did. Yeah, with Kathy. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Kathy. And Dilbert. He ended up being a libertarian. Did you hear? Well, no. Dilbert's Dilbert's writer. Well, same thing. Yeah. I don't think Dilbert was in the comic strips. We we had a lot of Mutt and Jeff. Oh, I had... uh, The one I really liked was Baby Blues. Oh, yeah. I never got into Baby Blues. Oh. Anyway. I related to it as an older sister with a young infant child. That's fair. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So what notes do you have about this experience? The movie's great. I'm not going to delve too much into the anything being wrong with this. I really want to provide color and commentary to Peanuts generally, because when else will I have the opportunity to do so? Sure. So... I had you text me Snoopy equals Harry Styles because I had that brilliant thought the other day while we were on the subway. Mm-hmm. I have a theory. Okay. That's Snoopy the dog. Yes. From, you're familiar. Yeah, Snoopy the dog. I almost said the most. One of the most famous. I Maybe the Probably most. Probably the most famous dog. Definitely yeah. the most famous beagle. Yeah, definitely the most famous beagle. Yeah. I think that he has a lot of Harry Styles energy. Okay. For our older listeners, Harry Styles is a solo artist. Uh, formerly of One Direction fame. Mm -hmm. He causes quite the stir on social media because he loves to be androgynous. He loves to wear feathers and skirts. And he's got like a cool... Bowie vibe. Bowie vibe for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I'm obsessed with him. Yeah, as we all are. As we all are. And I think that Harry Styles has a lot of Snoopy energy. So let me go and elaborate this more. Harry Styles is more like Snoopy than Snoopy is like Harry Styles. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But elaborate. Say more after I'm done with my thoughts. I don't really have a whole lot of nuance to that. It just That's mm, just a gut mm, feeling I'm mm. having. Okay. So first of all, both by kings. Sure. <laughs> I don't like to speculate about people's, you know, whatever. But um, I think Harry Styles has gone pretty on the record of being like, you know, I don't like to put a label on it. Mm-hmm. And I love that for him. And I feel like Snoopy's the same way. Sure. Snoopy is not. Snoopy's not kind put of a ladies' man. A He's kind of a ladies' man, though. Well, and Harry Styles isn't. I'm yeah. sure that Mr. Ted Lasso would have something to say about that. I just mean Snoopy is always trying to kiss kiss the girls. 
I'm sure Harry Styles was trying to kiss the girls before he went solo. Sure. You know, number two, they both loved to dress up. Mm. There's many Mm -hmm. a Snoopy in a skirt. There's many a Snoopy really pushing societal boundaries on what is acceptable for a beagle to do. And he's the Red Baron. He is the Red Baron. And you're going to tell me Harry Styles isn't the Red Baron? I mean, I've seen Dunkirk. Yeah, exactly. The similarities are endless. (laughs) They are both huge stars. Mm -hmm. Everyone's crazy about them. Yeah. And... I'll say it. They both are definitely happily in therapy. Yeah, I guess. I don't know if Snoopy's in therapy. Well, Harry is, and he talks about it because his therapist (laughs) went to his concert. I saw it on TikTok. Snoopy seems pretty sure of himself. Harry doesn't? I don't know. (laughs) Folks. (laughs) Look, let's be honest. At the time of recording, Daniel has gotten his booster shot. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm like 24 hours outside of my booster shot, and I'm feeling a little loopy. But I'm here for it. <laughs> He's just kind of nodding along and being like, you know, I want to add more to this, but this is what I've got today. Yeah. And it is what it is. I'm here and I'm giving it my best, but it's it's not my best. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. So thank you. That was the first thing. The second thing that I wanted to talk about was the elephant in the room and in my heart, which is the fact that I look like Marcy. Yes. We discussed this prior to recording and prior to watching that you used to get upset that people would compare you to Marcy. Yes, because I do wear round glasses, but I used to wear round glasses every day, and I tend to wear my little brown bob like Marcy. Yeah. And I wear red. She wears orange. Well, I also wear orange. I work for Daily Coast. Yeah. It is one of those things where, in the right context, you do look like Marcy, but most of the time you don't. Thank you. It's not that Marcy is not a gay icon, a queen. Even, I'll say it, A fashion revolutionary. I mean, listen, as I mentioned, the pipeline from Marcy to Velma to then Edna Mode, it's Mm, an arrow. It's the same line. Thank you. You know. That is how you made me feel better about it. Because you were like, Marcy grows up to be Velma and everyone knows Velma's hot. Yeah. Which I'll accept. It's just that you really just read me to filth when I told you about this because I was like, my older brother and a lot of my friends in high school used to say I looked like Marcy and I didn't like that. And you very politely were like, I will move the subject along if that is what you would like. And I'm like, that means you agree, which is fine. But then I pulled up a picture of you as a child and you were like, oh, no, I get it. (laughs) To do a callback to when Harry met Sally. I am the worst because I think I'm low maintenance, but I'm actually high maintenance. Mm-hmm. Similarly, I think I'm Peppermint Patty when I'm actually Lucy. Lucy, yeah. you. I mean, of the Peanuts characters, personality-wise, you are Lucy. Yeah. Like, undoubtedly. But I look like Marcy. Yeah. And so it goes. But also not dissimilar to Lucy if you did your hair a different way. Yeah, but Lucy carries herself with a je ne sais quoi that I don't have. So those are my major notes. I made Mm. it about me and about the fact that Snoopy is Harry Styles. And that's the main things I have to say about that. I also kind of want to say this is going to be controversial. Charlie Brown himself kind of sucks. I don't think that's a controversial thing. See, like I would die for Calvin or Hobbes. Sure. And I would die for Linus and Lucy and Pe- Peppermint Patty. The way the way I compare him is he's like got the personality of ER with the confidence of Piglet. You know, <laughs> we're a big Winnie the Pooh home, folks. Yeah, he's just not really sure of himself until he is, and then he gets a little too cocky sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's in the original "You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown." where he's like a pitcher in a baseball game, and he gets a lot of confidence, and he's not the best friend all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to say, he did, he wasn't in the pumpkin patch with Linus. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, he had a rough night. <laughs> he had a rough night on Halloween where he cut too many holes in his ghost costume. And he kept getting rocks. So I guess, you know, I'd be pretty bummed, too, if my whole thing was I got rocks on, on Halloween. How about you? Do you have any notes? Do I have any notes about this? Oh, God. What? 60-year-old? Oh, don't say horrible things like that. It's not quite 60 yet, but... Yeah, no, I don't have any notes about this. I mean, it's cute. It's it's really short. I know you're you're not one to wish for more length than things. Nope. But I mean, I could do with it being maybe like forty minutes. Maybe a little more of the play. Maybe maybe we get like a post credits where they do the nativity play and it's still kind of chaos. You know, I'm interested. I haven't seen the new animated peanut I movies. I haven't either. We should watch those. Yeah. Because I bet they're maybe okay. Maybe they're terrible. Famously, we didn't know that. Deck the Halls was awful. The thing I remember about the new like 3D animated Peanuts movies is that there was like a you could make yourselves into a Peanut character. Yeah, I was so cute. Same. It was like Facebook era yeah. where it'd be like Peanuts yourself. And that was just everyone's profile. Page. It was good. It was a good time for all of us. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have that many notes. It's the Peanuts movie. It's exactly what you remember it to be. And it's it's sweet. If you are able to watch it, I think it's on Apple Plus. Yes. Uh, that's where it's available. If you have that and you want to want to feel a Christmas spirit, go for it. Why not? Or just pop on the album. It truly is the best decorating at home yeah. album for, yeah. for Christmas. Sipping some like eggnog yes. or some cider. Some mulled wine for the adults. It's a nice it's a nice time. But now that we've gone through our wonderful, wonderful notes about Harry Styles and Snoopy. Yes. Why don't you tell me some fun facts about this movie or just the Peanuts in general? Absolutely. So this was the first animated Peanuts special. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. I didn't realize that. It broke many of the rules prevalent for animated holiday specials in the 60s. It didn't use a laugh track. Real children were the used for the character voices instead of adult actors imitating children's voices. Oh, interesting. And biblical references were used to illustrate the true meaning of Christmas, which they, at the time wasn't super done. They sure were. In the 60s, they didn't they didn't talk about the Bible in the 60s? No way. Well, if you look at the like claymation ones, it's all based on the... Santa lore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, in fact, Kathy Steinberg, who did the voice of Sally Brown, had not yet learned to read at the time of production. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so she had to be fed her lines, often one word or even a syllable at a time. Yeah, I mean, she did not have many lines. I think I could do her lines from memory. She's like, Charlie Brown! <laughs> What are you up to? <laughs> and so, in fact, if you watch it carefully, there's some choppy delivery of the line, all I want is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. It's actually pretty choppily said, apparently, because they were just feeding her the lines. That's so funny. I know. It's very cute. When they originally watched the cut of the show... Folks were convinced that this was going to be a flop. And after it premiered, they were happily surprised and shocked at the high ratings and all the excellent reviews that the show received. Huh. Today, the show remains the second longest running Christmas special on U.S. network television. Huh. Well, what's the first? The 1964 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer mm. beats it by one year. Well, this beats Rudolph by a mile in my mind. I agree as well. But yeah, it is broadcast every single year on television. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably on, a, what is it, ABC Family? What's it called now? Freeform? We, we, I go through this every year. It changes its name once in a while. <laughs> I think it's called Freeform now. <laughs> Channel 57 at my house. Yeah. Or whatever it is now. I don't know. 
Guys, poor Dan is just fading in front of me. No I'm way. Just, I'm doing great. You're doing so good. You're definitely not a greenish gray color. I'm thriving. It's just the lighting in this room. <laughs> yes, the soft lighting in our office. Yeah. <laughs> I look like a Charlie Brown character right now. Just rosy cheeked and light on your feet. <laughs> you, just, you just closed your eyes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone listening at home, Kara's lying. Oh, sure. She's doing fibs. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So when they were doing this show, the CBS executives were horrified at the idea of an animated Christmas special having such a blatant religious message. Oh, hmm. It was a different time in the 60s, huh? Here's the thing with Christmas that I don't (laughs) understand. And maybe, my God, this is going to be... Take me on this journey, baby. Christmas is inherently... A religious holiday. Sure. So I don't understand what the issue is, like, of it being talking about the the religion aspect of Christmas. And I understand it's of the times or whatever. Well, you don't talk about religion or politics. That not that Americana 101 in the 60s? I guess, yeah. I guess that's true. But, like, I don't know. I could also make the counter-argument that Christmas is not a religious thing. You could. And you might be right. <laughs> This podcast it's, certainly is not religious. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, we have yet to cover a singular religious movie at all. That's true. For Christmas. Maybe we'll watch a Veggie Tales or something. Wow. I was going to say, tune in next year for Passion of the Christ. No, we're going to do that for Easter. <laughs> I don't know. The original broadcast included some brief animated sections, which included the logo of Coca-Cola, the show's original sponsor. Oh, fun. These have been edited out of subsequent broadcasts and the video release. Right after the opening title, Linus crashes into a sign advertising Coca-Cola after being tossed by Snoopy. Oh, that's fun. Because they're skating on the ice rink, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What a good product placement. Not unlike the recording of this podcast on Monday, December 6th, before we air on Friday, Uh production ended merely 10 days before it premiered. Oh, that's not a lot of time. No, so they were editing and doing the thing and... Trying to get that little girl to say her lines up until the 10 days before the release. Yeah, exactly. Putting it under the wire. Snoopy's doghouse is blue in this special. It's normally red. Correct. Nice. Yeah, you got it. So I think that one of the mean girls was actually named Patty. Patty in this special is not Patricia Peppermint Patty that we're used to. She first appeared several years later in the strip. Mm. The former, the other Patty that's in this, was phased out gradually, disappearing completely by the end of the 70s, despite being one of the four original Peanut characters. I think she looks, is she the one that looks a little bit too much like Lucy? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's tough. They have like the same haircut. Yeah. And also, the thing about Peppermint Patty is that she's tomboy and like, Chuck, what's going on, Chuck? You know, and like, she's just got that really, really, really great stuff. Yeah. And then finally, to put you out of your misery, the last piece of trivia. What do you mean? I'm thriving. (laughs) During his famed speech, Linus, who is well known to be dependent on his security blanket, actually lets go of it when he recites these words. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which is from Luke 2, 8 through 14 of the King James translation of the Bible. Huh. I didn't realize he let go of the the blanket. I didn't either. I also didn't think... And I'm pretty sensitive to things being religious as a lapsed Catholic. And I didn't think this movie was that religious. Yeah, he literally just reads the quote from the Bible. Yeah. 
I, I mean, if, if you sang Silent Night, it would be the same level of religiosity, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And that's all I've got for you. That's all you got? That's all I've got. Well, those were, those were good. I liked it. I like learning about the Peanuts. They're, they're some of my favorites. Yeah, I think we can really do a deep dive on the Peanuts for our own personal knowledge in case it ever comes up at Bar Trivia. It feels like it would, it would be a category that I would use at Bar Trivia. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, folks. As we do every episode, it's time for our definitive rankings of this movie. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So, out of 12 days of Christmas, how many days of Christmas is this for you, dear Daniel? You know, I'm I'm going to give this seven swans of swimming. Wow. Seven swans of swimming. Yeah. You know, I... It, it's just, it's great. I, I don't think that's, it's not like a top tier Christmas movie for me. Mm. If it was just the album of Christmas mu- music alone, that'd be like an 11, I think. Gotcha. You know, I wish it was a little bit longer, but it's it's great. It's very nostalgic for me. It's very nice. It's it's sweet. It's short. And yeah, I really like it, but it's it's it, it doesn't do a ton for me. It's seven swans of swimming. That's a good score. Yeah. How about for you? I'm going to go ahead and give it 10 Lords of Leaping. Wow, yeah, 10. I'm going a little higher for several reasons. Okay, do tell. I don't think we're going to cover the Peanuts again on this podcast, and I want to be on the record being pro-Peanuts. That's fair. I would feel guilty because I really put myself in a hole here with giving a Christmas Prince turn. So things that are like really beloved, now I'm kind of like, oh, damn, I got to give it 10. Huh? And you'd probably watch this 10 more times. Absolutely, I would watch this 10 yeah. more times. And I would too, but again, I don't... You don't subscribe uh, to my fake rules of my <laughs> own 12 days of Christmas rankings. Really, that you started halfway through last season and you only know, did a couple of times. You know, you're not wrong. That's fair. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and give it 10. I just think that just from the sheer peace that this film gives me, mm-hmm. and I even think that the tone of us talking about this is very calming and soothing yeah. and chill. This is our ASMR episode, this, If you can't sleep tonight and you just need to listen to two people, one of them who is going through it after his third also basically asleep. And another person who is too empathetic for her own good and tends to mirror the person in front of her mm-hmm. at all costs, and therefore I'm talking quieter. Maybe I'll just like put the album slowly, gently under oh, this episode. Oh, that would be lovely. Anyway, listen to this episode. You know, it'll lull you to sleep. Isn't that nice? Sometimes we're screaming, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. And this is our soft Christmas episode. And this is our soft Christmas, because we're soft. We're so soft. We're so soft. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it 10 Lords of Leaping. Perfect. I love that. Thank you so much for listening. We are only 15 days away from Christmas. Good grief. And we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. So please share this with your friends if they aren't already listening. Join us next week as we take a look back at our second sequel of the season, The Santa Claus 2. Dun, dun, dun. And I'll say it. I come in hot with this one. Same. We have some things to say about we this We have some things to say about it. Some good. Yeah. Some bad. Some... Um, I'll continue my very long history of not liking Santa-based movies. Sure. And I'll say it. Santa's a fascist. We'll leave it at that for this week. That's a fair way to end this very soft episode. <laughs> and as we say every episode, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>